0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of Stay On Track. I'm Josh and I'm joined this week by Dexter.
1: Hi, Uh, unfortunately Rob cannot join us this week because um, we have to do some restructuring and unfortunately he's no longer going to be a part of this. Uh, Yeah that's
0: not quite true, Uh, he's on holiday and does not have sufficient wi-fi. So this week uh, we are answering the question why does everyone hate Iron Man 3?
1: Evan also do some discussion about
0: Suicide Squad as well.
1: Okay, okay, but yeah, okay. Let's start with Iron Man Three. I mean, firstly, but both you and I are actually fans of Iron Man um, yeah, Three, so aren't we?
0: There's twenty MCU films out there, and it's number eleven in my in my rankings. Um, so I, that, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I haven't I haven't updated yeah. my list. Actually. Well, um, so obviously it's not it's not at the top, but I don't think it's by any means a bad film, and like just because there are better films in the MCU, I don't think that means that it's um. A bad film.
1: Mm, yeah, I would agree. It's actually a pretty decent film, and despite the fact that it's a number eleven on your list of twenty, it's probably one of the MCU films that I've actually re-watched the mm-hmm. most, which I think should give it means that it warrants and deserves a bit more credit because of its rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, many films you just watch it once and you're like, "I'm done."
0: Exactly. When when like I Captain America:
1: The First Avenger.
0: <laughs> uh, when I first watched <laughs> Iron Man three, I wasn't really following the MCU much I think I was just watching it because I was a fan of sort of of a fan of the Iron Man films Um, and I didn't really know what to make of it I don't even remember what I actually thought of it but I remember reading a lot of stuff online and seeing something like a CinemaSins video about Mm. um, how awful it was and so I kind of had this impression that Iron Man 3 was the worst Iron Man film and it ruined the trilogy but going back and rewatching all of them a few years later I actually realised it's by no means the worst. I think Iron Man Two. Oh, is that's the interesting. Worst. Actually, I
1: was about to ask you that after you brought it up. Do you think Iron Man Two is better than Iron Man Three? No.
0: Actually,
1: no. That's a very really stupid question because you just answered that. Why do you think it, why do you think <laughs> Iron Man Three is better than Iron Man Two? Uh,
0: I think. Well, we can get into this more later, but I think like my whole case for Iron Man Three it it has its problems, granted, which we will get into now. Yeah. Um, but okay. I think it is it is a good way. It was a good way to end the Iron Man trilogy, the first trilogy of the MCU. I thought it was a satisfying way to end.
1: Hmm. Mm.
0: But anyway, why does everyone hate Iron Man 3?
1: <laughs> okay, well, you, you got some of your points, and I and I've got so, some of I my mean, yeah. points. So
0: well. kind of a big place to start, I think, is um is the Mandarin. Yep. And what the film did to the Mandarin, um, which I think was a problem especially among the comic book fans who watch the film mm. um obviously probably quite a big following of the mcu um and i think that like obviously the mandarin in the comics i haven't read that many comics and i've mostly read comics from the 60s but the mandarin that i've seen is a formidable foe of iron man it's like his arch nemesis effect yeah it would be arch
1: nemesis yeah that's what, it's like the joker equivalent to batman uh, of iron exactly. Man. exactly i think one of the reasons why I think that, that one of the reasons why people don't like the Mandarin twist them, isn't because isn't it's not necessary because they made a change because um the the MCU have made some changes from stuff such as the you mm-hmm. know in Captain America Civil War they've took some liberties with the storyline yeah. it's a very famous storyline mm-hmm. also that in the comics Jarvis is actually like a human butler but obviously in the first Iron Man film and throughout they've made Jarvis into um an ele- electronic voice. Mm-hmm butler person so those are um changes which i don't actually firstly to be fair in the first iron man film it was like the whole it didn't really have anything to you know it was kind of just a, a winning film so if even if they made any changes liberties no one would really care that much mm-hmm. but i think one of the reasons why this twist hurt comic book fans so much more was-
0: well i think yeah this i mean it's, it's much bigger than the other sort of changes that they've done mm-hmm. so, i mean of it like jarvis being a computer system isn't that big a change like he's yeah just there, but this was taking Iron Man's biggest foe and turning it into effectively a joke.
1: Yeah, true. Actually, did, did you find it funny, though, when you first it? Well, this is the thing,
0: because, like, obviously... I enjoyed it. Exactly. If I think, like, if you're a comic book fan and you're expecting the Mandarin to be someone terrifying and powerful, and then he's mm. just this drunk actor, you're not going to be happy, and I can understand that's you know one of the big reasons that people don't like the film. But yeah. actually, it is quite a funny twist if you take away the comic book background.
1: Yeah, as I, I, I enjoyed the twist when I mm. first watched. Actually, actually, every time I watched it, I I still find it quite funny. It's funny, yeah. However, as as I've grown older with it, I have also thought I've been more upset with how much of a letdown it was. Also, because Ben Kingsley, and this was at, would would have been a perfect real Mandarin, like the mm-hmm. trailers all... um like made him out to be and 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 up until the twist well he's
0: he's scary in the in in the film you know the the sort of the videos that he does that he puts on the yeah on the tv that they, they are you know they're scary
1: yeah it's very intimidating and i think yeah. that's part of the reason why people what well, don't like the twist so much is because
0: mm-hmm.
1: um ben Kingsley would it was just basically just wasted potential because he would have been a really good mandarin as in, no, Ben Kingsley, he's good in it.
0: But I also think, yeah, like, even as the drunk Travis Lattery, he is quite funny and it's a good performance from him. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, to be able to do both.
1: Hmm. And in place of Ben Kingsley's Mandarin, we later find out that the true antagonist of the film
0: is, what
1: was his name again? Killian. Aldrich
0: Killian, yeah.
1: Aldrich Killian.
0: And this is, Excuse- I think this is like, this comes into another problem with the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or why people don't like it, which is that fine. You take the Mandarin twist; you remove whoever everyone thought to be the main villain, but mm-hmm. you kind of then don't have a sufficient replacement in Killian. He's yeah. not a very good villain.
1: Yeah, he's not as yeah as he. He has the audacity to say within the film that he's the Mandarin, and mm-hmm. actually, you know, in that Marvel one shot or *Hail the King*, don't they actually yeah. say that
0: he is? So that that revealed, one-shot? yeah, that the the Mandarin. The real mandarin is out there
1: yeah do you think they actually did that just because the twist was so was received so badly? i think like, the
0: wh- whether or not it's canon i, I they're not going to bring in the real mandarin to the mcu his yes, time's yeah. gone yeah, there, yeah there's yeah. no more there's going to be no more iron man films actually, like, I, man, I can't see yeah. them doing that
1: actually, um, yeah i know
0: but yeah so then you've got killian who's the kind of glowing being generic bad guy
1: yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. There's the the villains because ultimately the 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 Ben King Mandarin isn't really a villain because he's he's mm-hmm. not because he doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. All of the villains don't really have any real motivations. They're all very poorly done. Mm-hmm. As in, out, out of all the MCU villains, Aldrich Killian, in my opinion, is yeah, I mean, he's the just worst. one of your
0: he he comes and under your like dare I say, Malekith. Probably not quite that bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be able to confirm or <laughs> deny it because I haven't actually finished watching For the Dark*. World. <laughs> well, you should go um, and do that because uh,
0: then you could uh, understand I what it, I mean I when I say he's a bit of a Malekith. Um, I I i
1: quite a bit of it.
0: I feel like they tried. This is not. the thing they, they tried with like the scene in um in Switzerland at the start of the movie.
1: Oh yeah, I, of, know, I was about to say to give him I'm, some I'm sort of background. Yep. Are his motivations purely just Tony was horrible to him back in 1999, yeah, and he did all of it. That's not a sufficient motivation. Yeah. In Black Panther, I don't think it's a particularly good film at all. It's again one of the weaker films, in my opinion, really, and vastly overrated. But the Killmonger um, motivations and he well like makes him one of the best villains in the MCU. Mm-hmm. If Absolutely.
0: not,
1: if not tied best with. Thanos in the Avengers Infinity War. Again, maybe, mm-hmm. I haven't really given that that much thought. So.
0: That's the thing because those villains have motivations. They they spend time mm. fleshing out a sort of backstory even in the small space of one film. Yeah. And they're able to sort of show us, you know, with both Thanos and Killmonger, you can have some sympathy to an extent. Mm. And that's what makes them the among the best villains in the MCU.
1: You're right. I think ultimately Aldrich Killian doesn't really have an identity within the There's film. No,
0: he suffers from whatever you know, the sort of Marvel villain problem, which mm-hmm. they have been improving in the last few years. Yeah, which is that it's just these sort of very one-dimensional, generic. Yeah, bad
1: a, bit, a bit like um, Yellow Jacket in. Yes, Ant- Yellow
0: Jacket is another one. He is like <laughs> he's just got these ridiculous scenes.
1: His you know, motivations like, are he, he goes he
0: a kills, bit crazy. He kills the goat. Yeah. just to show that he's a generic bad guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my god he killed the goat. But I was still thinking I ever mean, they tried to introduce the fact that he had gone slowly insane by being in, like in close contact with the <laughs> pin particles for so long, which again was a bit weird and he just wanted mm-hmm. to make money. Actually who just is a better villain? Yellow jacket or kill Killian? I'll say yellow jacket.
0: A better villain, villain. villain. Yeah. Man, that's a tough choice. I mean, it's yeah. yeah it's they're like, both pretty bad villains. Yeah,
1: they're both pretty terrible and subpar.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Iron Man three. Yeah. Um. That that final fight at the end with Killian. Um, oh yeah. This That's is
1: disappointing.
0: I mean, effectively, what we what we can see from this is that kind of the film goes wrong in the third act.
1: I think I think after the twist is when it kind of falls apart.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the final fight. I think Marvel missed out on a huge opportunity, which was that yeah, I agree. Pepper falls into into the fire, and mm. they should have killed her off.
1: Yeah, in I think my I think I think yeah, I agree, and I think lots of people agree. Just because mm-hmm. one, she she's not that likable character within the MCU, mm-hmm. and I also think that they don't actually really know what to do with Gwyneth Paltrow's yeah. character because
0: of... she sort of randomly she was gone for Civil War and then yeah, she exactly. kind of randomly she gone came back the end of Homecoming and. In it Infinity is, War, as yeah, well.
1: exactly, it really made no sense.
0: And yeah, she 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 doesn't need. I mean, who knows? Maybe we're wrong, and she's going to be, you know, the in the rescue suit.
1: Mm. In no, she, I and, mean, she hundred percent is as in like the, the rescue mm-hmm. suit is designed for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, however it is. But the question is: Is
0: that necessary for the plot? We'll see. But mm. yeah, we. Will I, see. I still think that. He's ultimately have, useless they should have killed her off just to bring some stakes because that's and, another problem with yeah. the with the mcu that people no find one, in general no which one, is no one's died there aren't, there aren't stakes exactly
1: As, yeah exactly well, whoever does true. Die, it's Col- just a Colton- mine, like
0: quicksilver but no one
1: is <laughs> yeah, exactly. really quicksilver's quicksilver. the one that they, they go to oh but he died but no one really cared about him
0: mm-hmm. actually I care that it's it, not it, it,
1: was, it was quite a touching death they did the best they it could
0: was, it was a touching death, but it wasn't he was introduced in that movie
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Technically, he was introduced in Winter Soldier in the post-credit scene. In but the Post-credit scene.
1: Okay, we're getting yeah. a nitty-gritty, Josh. But I think exactly. I think Pepper, just like with Rhodey in Captain America: Civil War, would again. Yeah. No, I, I, a I agree people about, people about Rhodes about as well. I completely agree
0: about Rhodes. Also, on a slight gripe about uh, that scene that they included that in the trailer for Civil War.
1: Yeah. True. I, re- I remember that. Was that
0: really actually.
1: stupid. Uh, I, no, a lot of people were speculating that. While they include such an important scene in the film, and they thought, and we, and because everyone analyzes we all thought that they were double bluffing us, but they weren't. He just, like, I, I'm not happy about that, but but mm-hmm. whatever, anyway,
0: yeah. anyway. Um, so yeah, I think, like, also kind of Pepper becoming a superhero, having not died, and actually being the one to take out Killian, mm. it was just all that whole scene was just a bit, it was just a bit messy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, felt, I don't think kind of... I don't think I mind it as much, but that's just because I didn't care really about the conflict anymore. Because mm-hmm. obvi- obviously, it um... all just
0: kind of felt quite rushed and yeah, it wasn't. It's not the best kind of M battle scene that we've seen in the MCU.
1: Mm. As well, you know, with Avengers Endgame, a lot of people are speculating who's going to be the one to deal the final blow. A lot of people want it to be Tony because he had his um like one on one. Mm-hmm. with um with him in infinity war a lot of people wanted to be four as well but with with who destroys or kills ostrich killian i didn't really care about what was going on uh, yeah I also think that, that that whole you, we said that the, the um pepper not dying was a wasted opportunity i also think that that whole final battle was also a wasted opportunity as well in that mm-hmm. pr- prior to iron man three and iron man one and iron man two i'm pretty sure they had maybe Three armors in each of the films, mm-hmm. and they they all stood out like pretty well. As with the Mark One, um, you know, built built in the cave, you have the suitcase arm in Iron Man Two. In mm-hmm. Iron Man Three, the event suddenly introduced like like forty what 42, 43 plus armors, mm-hmm. and they're all given very minimal screen time. Yeah,
0: so I think they should have put them all in the scene, but given the mm. most interesting ones more.
1: Yeah, exactly, Even just
0: not they just had the... Because each of them kind of got one one short moment. Yeah, got yeah, one moment when you do, do
1: something, Even the next moment would just be them get, get, getting ripped apart, which I just yeah. thought was just a complete waste.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think those three problems, like the pep problem, Killian and the Mandarin, those are probably the, the three main reasons. Yeah, the three main problems. People... I, I'd
1: also say that it's kind of... From how the films then carry on regarding Iron Man storyline in the next few films, I say a lot of why people probably don't like it, or at least why I don't really like it. A, a, a gripe. Which I do like it, but a gripe which I'd have with it, is that it, it does seem quite inconsequential in that Tony, in his um, you know, very dramatic gesture at the end, destroys all of his arms. <laughs> but then we find out in Age of Ultron and Civil War. Actually, wait, the Age of yeah, Age of Ultron, Civil of Ultron. War. Mm-hmm. That uh, he just carried on being Iron Man. I didn't really understand what they were doing.
0: I think they actually. So they well, they did explain like what happened in Civil War. Like uh, in he he, I think Tony explains to.
1: Oh yeah, Kissa, he said that he he wanted to give it up, but he
0: couldn't. But then yeah, but then Hydra came around, and he had to pick the mantle back up. Um, but I think, yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of that kind of big gesture at the end to remove his, his chest piece. Yeah. I th- I think that's sort of part of this satisfying ending that i, was I, talking I about earlier it was that a that nice it was way fast. to to end the to end the trilogy mm. with him at least wanting to give up being iron man even if he can't um mm. it just felt like a satisfying conclusion
1: yeah because because that leads us to one of the the good points of the film and because what this is the first iron man film to take place after the events of mm. the avengers and largely one of the main plot threads is how tony deals with mm. um the the repercussions of what he had seen in The Avengers, because obviously he, out of all of the, actually, aside from Black Widow and Hawkeye, who are basically nothing, he's the the normal guy. His origins that of like a, a regular person in terms of his life experiences. Now, like fast forward four or five years later from the plot of the first Iron Man film, from at first fights terrorists to then, you know, blowing up that Chitauri or this kind of stuff. So, it's, so yeah. it's understandable that he could have this reaction.
0: Yeah, and you really do see like the, the PTSD, and like and that, I think it's a good setup there. Um, you then get the entertaining post-credit scene, <laughs> as what well. Post-credit scene. Him having like a session with Bruce. Oh where he's yeah. He's just like telling his life story. Oh, yeah, that that was Quite good. Quite funny. Actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was always nice. Yeah, and then that. but I
0: also like kind of the, the PTSD does carry over. Yeah, into, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, it has actually carried all the way through. Yeah, in
1: Infinity War, he does say the reason he's making
0: eight years exactly. Yeah, so you start off with Iron Man three, where he's making all these suits because he's afraid of what's out there, and he's got PTSD, and he just needs to be doing something. But then you carry that into Age of Ultron, and the reason that he created Ultron in the first place was to protect the world from another Chitauri invasion or Mm. equivalent. And then he does the nanotech and all of this, and he says at the start of Infinity War. He says, you know. He says, you know. This is it. This is
1: like. Oh yeah. What we're, oh yeah. In, in a scene where Bruce Banner t- talks to him about. Mm-hmm. The, in in like the Sanctum. Yeah, you, you hear him saying, "This is it." And um, actually, it's actually because yeah, um, we've spoken about this before. Aren't we in agreement about mm. how we believe that Tony Stark is? Okay, not a favorite. I mean, I don't know if he's your favorite. I think he's my favorite, but he's the most well-developed character.
0: Definitely, yeah. I I have I have a, I have a special place for Cap in my heart, but. Um. <laughs> But yeah, he is definitely... Tony is the best developed character.
1: Mm, as in, um, the cockiness is all just... It's not even... As in Infinity War, compared to Iron Man 1 or Iron Man 2, mm, he, he is really like a completely different character. Evolved, yeah.
0: Mm,
1: as in He make—he still makes snarky jokes, but he's not mm. a cocky person anymore. He takes it very seriously. It
0: sort of seems like a kind of almost insecurity now, these cocky jokes, rather than, yeah, as mm. you say, just being snarky. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, that, that kind of... The next step of that evolution started in Iron Man three. Um, yeah. with this PTSD. Um so I think that was one of the really strong points of the film, mm. him dealing with that. Um and the the section of the film where he's in that's Tennessee, the film. Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah, Rose Hill, Tennessee. Yeah. Um with the with the kid, like I I quite enjoyed that bit of the movie.
1: Yeah, as, as an, I enjoyed the whole premise of him fighting with the fact that the, he wants to be Iron Man, as in, as a, it's a bit like how in Spider Man: Homecoming, one of the again one of the worst films of the MCU. He says, "If you're nothing without <laughs> the suit, then you shouldn't have them." And again, that's when you see a completely different side of him, in that, and mm-hmm. that it carries on from Iron Man Three. And I think mm-hmm. that as controversial as the Mandarin twist was, it's was a very, it's probably one of the most important. Films for his own character arc,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: And I think that one of the reasons why, as we, you know, how we were talking about Iron Man two earlier, I didn't like that in, in Iron Man. It seemed as though Tony Stark had learned to le- uh, learn his lesson when he said, "I shouldn't be alive unless it's for a reason." And then mm. Iron Man two, he just becomes this ridiculous buffoon again. Obviously, because he's yeah. dealing with mortality. But I like that in Iron mm. Man three. He does learn or uh, becomes a much more serious and better character, and that carries on. It has longevity, which the first couple of films mm-hmm. didn't
0: have. Yeah, and I think I guess one last smaller point to add is about like why I enjoyed. I mean, it's it's a funny film. Mm. It's um. I know a lot of people. I've read and seen a lot of things where people say, you know, it is a shame, black film. Um, yeah, I've read that as well. And I don't know. Have you have you seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I haven't actually. As an example, no. or any other. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. You can see that they're um they're mm-hmm. by the same person but i enjoyed that I, th- I think he's a he's a he's a funny guy
1: so i also think that fundamentally what, when you think about the mcu and if you had to pin it on one actor it would be robert downey jr and that people mm-hmm. people credit him for um being like the godfather of the mcu i don't think it's because he came first primarily i think that obviously plays a part but it's just <laughs> that he is just a a very charismatic actor, and people enjoy seeing mm-hmm. him on the screen. In that, as, as yeah. unfair as it may be, Robert Downey Jr. does propel the film um, in a much better direction. And say, if even even if the two as I, the two other strongest leads are Chris Evans as I, up to his point, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, if they had had mm-hmm. a similarly poorly written um, film, it wouldn't be as entertaining to watch. Just because,
0: well, as we it, saw with. Thought as you didn't see, but as I saw with Thor the Dark World,
1: yeah, as yeah, I, I'd wholeheartedly agree. You know, I did, and, watch I mean, to be nothing.
0: honest, e- even the first Thor wasn't an yeah, amazing it was, film, it was,
1: it was bad, it was bad. I, I'd equate it to the modern day Aquaman, um, even though I again another film which I haven't seen, um, but but yeah, as in, you can't go I,
0: making these sweeping statements.
1: <laughs> as in, Robert Downey Jr. was charismatic and loved from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and I think that was that was. And that's why the trilogy and this film was received quite well, as in you know mm-hmm. people always say that Iron Man had uh, the Iron Man had the best first film, Captain America had the best second film, and four had the best third film. But, uh, but well, I by disagree the third with that film,
0: massively. First of all, but wait, what? <laughs> well, I mean, Captain America also did have the best third film.
1: Okay, I'd also agree, but if you had to pick a highlight, of but it, also Captain I suppose Man.
0: that you can't really count Civil War as a Captain America film.
1: I oh, know. Okay. An- Anthony Mackie was the one who kept saying it's like Avengers 2.5, like a Honda yeah. Avengers. Well, it is. It is Avengers kind of 2.5. Stuff. Yeah. True. Exactly. So, and,
0: yeah. I mean, fair
1: enough. I think that the the henchmen, because you know how there's, there's in these films, there's normally a a kind of side kind of villain, even like a villain that's behind everything. Mm-hmm. As in, for example, in Black Panther, there was um Andy Circus's character, Cluey's Claw. It was he yeah. And then also um, Michael B. Jones, Killmonger, mm-hmm. that that was good. And that Ulysses Claw is also a very good actor. Um, I mean, no, I'm not mm-hmm. actor, good character. Um, yeah. in in the Winter Soldier, we had the Winter Soldier as the kind of footman, and then um yeah. Robert Redford as the the big bad reveal again. Good. In this one, we had kind of a, a weird. Not kind of indistinguished roles of which the henchmen were all kind of boring. We had, you know, there's that henchman that kind of explodes and
0: yeah,
1: but, uh, the his name's Savin
0: or Sarvin. Yeah, he was James bad. Spash, he was nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, he with, was uh, irrelevant. And then you had that woman as well. Yeah, yeah we, had, we, had, we, had,
1: we had nameless woman and and this guy who who both had a, firstly that they're the powers of the, the the abilities of the people with um extremists. Or vaguely defined, you know, they had that weird bit at the end when, um, what's his name? she, actually, uh, actually, what's his name now? I forgot his name. The the real Mandarin, what's he called? Killian. I hate him so much, actually, just from this. Um, yeah, you know, when Killian suddenly just breathes fire,
0: yeah, that was ridiculous.
1: And then kind of weirdly as well, and you know, he kind of, it kind of, it's just, I didn't understand what was going on, but yeah, that's another thing which mm-hmm. I don't like about the film and why the film suffers is ultimately. The, the main villain and a side villain are both quite underwhelming. Actually no, I sh- actually yeah, actually no, I'd agree with that because I'm not I'm not I'm not counting um Ben Kingsley's character as a villain at all.
0: To be honest. Yeah. So, shall we move on?
1: Yeah, let's let's move From on.
0: A I suppose a film that everyone hates, but actually isn't that bad. To yeah. a film that everyone hates, and to be honest, rightly so. <laughs>
1: Actually, do you think people actually hate Iron Man 3? I, I think a lot of people have gripes with it, but
0: yeah. I think a lot of people
1: are probably in know. similar boats to us. And they think it's a wasted Maybe.
0: opportunity, but still, I know there, there was a lot of kind of backlash when it came mm. out that I remember. Mm.
1: But yeah, so now we're going to move on to <laughs> DC's Suicide Squad. <laughs> <sighs> 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 um,
0: funny enough, it is my least favorite movie of all time.
1: Oh, yeah, no, you said this before. Uh,
0: like, I, 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 genuinely cannot think of a film that I would rather watch less than Suicide Squad. I've seen it twice.
1: No, no, okay, uh, yeah, okay. Firstly, it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Secondly, I would argue that despite the fact that it's a bad film, it's it's quite it's so bad that it's entertaining. No, it's not like a it's middling. Gone, it's gone beyond
0: film. entertaining for me. It was painful.
1: No, but would you rather would you rather watch Suicide Squad a third time, despite the fact that you, you really hate it, or would you rather watch the Dark
0: One? Uh, so I've seen the Dark World about five times. I always what? just you know watch some of them.
1: Actually, you know what? Now that we've brought in this comparison, I because I haven't watched Suicide Squad since leaving the cinema, and actually I forgot when did they come out. Actually, Suicide Squad. Uh summer
0: twenty sixteen.
1: Summer twenty sixteen. Oh, okay. So i didn't think it was that bad really as in i i, I probably wh- when i came out of the cinema i think i actually liked it more than as i had a more feeling of oh this is actually okay as opposed to when i left the cinema watching guardians of the galaxy really one. yeah actually okay and i um we, we might talk about guardians of the galaxy we, we shouldn't do all these like yeah tangents,
0: let's let's stay on track um, like Ooh, name of our podcast <laughs>
1: Josh, yeah, Josh said, go and do it, yeah, we, <laughs> especially the toilet suicide squad as well. I know. Throw in, throw in our podcast and go and do it.
0: Stay on track man. that is, that is my least favorite. So that was like, there's an episode of family guys. This joke. is a bit of a tangent, um, where yeah. like one of them breaks the fourth wall and then they all just like slowly turn their heads and stare at the camera. And like, to be honest, they might as well have just done that when Will Smith goes like, so what are we? Some kind of suicide squad? Like, I I I. Yeah, I if I hadn't paid for my ticket to the cinema, I would have got up and left at that point. Genuinely,
1: As a, it, it was it was a bad line. It was line. an awful line. And, I uh, to be honest, that's actually when I was saying that, I kind of thought that in my head, I would kind of come up with any saving grace to it. It's it's not. I mean, there's just nothing. Uh, there's there's no saving grace to that line at all. Everything actually another thing funny enough that we mentioned actually or i mentioned guardians of the galaxy suicide squad feels like a kind of um we're trying to make a guardians of the galaxy equivalent uh, mostly from the soundtrack
0: and like it's i mean it's funny that you say that because i just felt like that was the film where dc stopped trying to be their own thing
1: yeah because what were the films that come before that was it just man of steel
0: so it was only man of steel and batman man v and superman okay. which were
1: both very dark in I mean, the tone. you're right actually that is that that, exactly. that represents and so powerful. suicide squad i mean in, in
0: in many respects suicide squad tried to have the humor yeah that marvel has and it didn't work mm. in my opinion and like even something as simple as i think back when dc started announcing all their dceu films yeah. they started they said we will not do post-credit scenes because that's marvel. not our thing yeah and then Suicide Squad, they do a post credit scene. Yeah, you're and right. they
1: really copped out. And I remember in Man of Steel, I, I watched it in the cinema, and I I did stay because it came out in 2013, so I was a, I was a wee boy. But and I did stay <laughs> um, towards the end of the credits, and then realised that there was no credit scene. But I respected that. I respected that they were mm. going for a different. That's the thing.
0: thing. I think that Marvel have built something so incredible and so yeah. unprecedented that the only like. DC will not be able to succeed mm. by trying to copy it. They w- the only way they could do that, and what they started to do. I mean, Batman v Superman had many problems, but at least it was his own thing.
1: Yeah, as in yeah, exactly. I
0: agree. As- and the same with Man of Steel, although Man of Steel actually was not a bad film at all. Man of Steel was um, a good. But both of those films
1: better than a lot of MCU films, or yeah. at least on par with. But as in like Batman v Superman, as in had as batman v superman had a very was, dark tone as well you're right that the suicide squad film was when they started making a change in
0: it tried to be kind of a mixture i mean like it was a it was you know rated 15. yeah oh for our listeners across the pond <laughs>
1: yeah all, the, um, all of you guys <laughs> um,
0: but <laughs> all of you one person
1: <laughs> but yeah so what say? anyway yeah. Um, but
0: yeah so it was it was marketed towards adults but and you know like the tone was kind of this dark so the the visually it was dark but it just wasn't quite a zack snyder visually dark yeah. film it was kind of some kind of mess and then they had all these like terrible jokes and uh, like it didn't it didn't do it for mm. me at all.
1: i still think they should have they, they should have carried them with the dark theme in that people always contrast the MCU as like really light and happy and the EU is quite dark. That's not even the case anymore because especially in the case of Aquaman, not just in the color palette. Again, a film I haven't seen, but uh, you can tell that they're making a very dramatic change in direction purely just from like the, the, the suits and all that kind of stuff c- compared to the early, like the muted color palette, which they used for Man of Steel. But they mm-hmm. don't understand that people don't like mcu because everyone cracks jokes all the time like oh i did a fart <laughs> um but it's that they just make good stories yeah but with humor involved As in justice league was a mess did you watch justice league i did watch justice league and As it in, was terrible and, and, and the jokes it was were terrible awesome. worse than bvs
0: it, you know i i laugh when i go to the cinema to see marvel films i don't i don't laugh at the jokes they're just different and they're
1: you're right it's very upsetting if, if,
0: uh, like all of them just fall flat
1: however one saving grace which i will say um about suicide squad is that the cameos by um ben affleck's batman and ezra miller's flash were actually legitimately quite good
0: yeah As had the flash came in he just says
1: um no honor among thieves eh and he just psh, that was good I don't particularly like his character in late in, in Justice League, but that was still good. And I'd also say that um, the Batman represented in Suicide Squad is the best Batman we've seen on the movie screen. And he doesn't kill anyone for no reason. He's just that he saves Harley from drowning. Mm-hmm. He's just really badass. Yeah. Um, as, as in the the, the scene, you know, the, you know that scene where he takes down Deadshot and he just appears from like the sky that was that was all done really well the suit is all done really well the the, the scene at the, the post credit scene at the end where dc decided that they were going to cop out and just do a post credit scene that bruce wayne and amanda waller um relationship was done incredibly well in that again we don't really read comics that much you and i you said that you read ones from the 60s when you're trying to flex but i i used to watch when i was younger like the justice league animated series and and they did very well the relationship between Amanda Waller and Bruce Wayne in that they, they both ultimately won the same goal but have varying like, me- like, some, like different me- methodologies of how to get there. As in Bruce Wayne would never like trust in the suicide squad at all. And I think that you know when Amanda Waller says to Bruce Wayne, You should um you look tired, you should start working nights. That was so that was that was good. I admit that was good.
0: Yeah, fine but it's one line in an otherwise as a, terrible film. And a,
1: as a, I would re I would rewatch Suicide Squad just for the, the brief Batman scenes because he is really good in it and and that's an undeniable mm. fact.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah. another... To move on slightly, another big problem yeah. I have with the film. So, I mean, you said last week that you don't like that Marvel have created certain scenes just for the trailer to mislead people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Suicide Squad, in my opinion, had an even worse problem with that, which was that it was very, very, very obvious where scenes had been cut from the film. And like to make that problem even worse, there were multiple scenes, including the trailer, which didn't make it into the film. And so you'd be watching and you'd be like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, like that scene from the trailer, which it should have been there, but it's not there. And like what's going on? It's really obvious that it should have been there.
1: Yeah, it was also just edited poorly in that was, regard yeah. as well. And a, a character would leave one scene and then enter the next scene with completely different motivations. And there was clearly a scene in yeah. the middle of that, which had just been cut. It doesn't work as a film at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Going back to, it, I've, I've, I've actually just remembered something even worse about the film than Will Smith's Suicide Squad one liner. Which is um, yeah. What was that character called who like died instantly?
1: Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, I was about to mention that actually. All the because cap- they all
0: got their own intro except for Slipknot, and so as soon as Slipknot enters, you're like, okay, yeah, he's dying in the next five minutes, and sure enough, yeah, five exactly. later,
1: Everyone knew that
0: he was going to die. It was just and, and, it was I, and, I don't and, yeah get exactly. Why they we
1: knew we that. come to the scene where um, what was it? Captain Boomerang says this is all just the, the, a bluff from them. And we see this mysterious Slipknot character that we haven't had an introduction to. We're like, oh, what, what skill warrants him to be on this Suicide Squad? And, well, bear in mind, I'm pretty sure on the comments, the Suicide Squad is supposed to be a fairly, um, a competent, mm-hmm. a very competent team yeah. tasked with doing like, incredible missions and stuff. So Slipknot just fires his gun, which is, has a grappling hook on it. He flies away, mm-hmm. and, then, and then his, his head yeah. explodes, um- and that is it. I think that leads us on to another main problem with the film, which is that mm-hmm. it predominantly focuses on the Harley and Will Smith's characters. Yes. As an oh, that was yeah Harley and Deadshot's characters. I think Will Smith's good in the film. Apart from know, the Suicide I think, Squad, line, I don't think he's that. He is good. He's a character that
0: I. Lo- he wasn't that well developed though. It was quite a generic. Yeah,
1: that's true. But but then you could kind of say, what in terms of like his story arc, you could say the same thing about. Lots of the MCU stuff, yeah, like, you know, doc, like Doc Strange, Just arrogant guy learns learns to be less arrogant. But I think that Smith's character was quite good. He had that he had that cool introduction, um, you know, where he shoots something. Then he later on has his shooting scenes. And in my opinion, what sets him as, apart as the best character of the film—not that that's saying much—is that you see quite a skilled marksman in him. You're kind of thinking, oh, he would—he a- actually does have some she does have some you know some skills as in everyone else has why is harley quinn on the team she just she just carries around a baseball bat and is okay as You've actually kind of things. so
0: this is actually probably my biggest my biggest problem with the film and i know we've just talked about in the iron man segment how it's all right not to adapt directly from the comics but what didn't make sense at all with suicide squad was that I know in the comics or I believe I haven't actually read any of them, but I, I know that, um, suicide squad are used with very kind of normal threats. I think they just kind of go into countries and take down dictators and stuff like that. Whereas in this film, it makes no sense to have, as you say, like Harley Quinn, is just someone with a baseball bat to go up against this big, like kind of mystical yeah. threat. That's not mm. at all a job for this group of people. I mean, like they've got Diablo and that's yeah, kind yeah, of about no. it, really.
1: Uh, Di- uh, Diablo's not used in the film on purpose in that, you know, obviously at the end, his power is revealed. Mm-hmm. And you kind of understand why he doesn't really, because he's, I think he's kind of yeah. afraid of the power or something. Um, and that, that kind of is understandable. But then Captain Boomerang is basically like the Hawkeye mm-hmm. equivalent on this team. However, he he never does anything cool with his yeah. boomerangs. That's re-watching a couple scenes. He just uses the he just uses them as knives, yeah. as melee weapons, which are just not cool to watch. It's like Hawkeye's had a few, you know, cool, you know, arrow, arrow type stuff over the course of, you know, his films. Mm-hmm. Captain Boomerang does nothing. Killer Croc does nothing. <laughs> as in they, they're all it's, basically it's, just
0: it just it feels like they're in the wrong film because they're just not really at all equipped to go against the villain they're going against
1: yeah it feels like I mean, it feels like they shouldn't really be there or, or like and, they are but they just they're just underused really massively
0: well it's because diablo is the only person who can actually take down the mm. i can't I, I don't know what was going on with the villain to be honest like it's it was all just a bit dumb yeah
1: <laughs> i did i did like that too the CGI. that
0: that guy really as well and yeah and that was kind of the big start to dc's cgi messes <laughs> have appeared in i think every film since i haven't seen aquaman so i don't know if it's also a cgi mess Mm. but wonder woman and justice league both ended in cgi messes
1: oh you mean like how they always have a final fight scene which has like smoky lightning weird like indiscreet things just flying about and people not really knowing what happens you're right yeah
0: yeah big CGI villain. Mm,
1: oh yeah, which oh, done, done terribly as well. And that's not to say that the MCU haven't had terrible CGI. I actually think as of late the CGI has been appalling. Some CGI of it in is. Black Panther was appalling and Spider-Man Homecoming was appalling. Say, Sp- Spider-Man Homecoming suit was horrible. And that's only because they, they just CGI'd a, like, basically all of the Spider-Man scenes.
0: Because
1: mm. you, know um, you know how they're making the Spider-Man Far From Home suit? I mean, the Spider-Man yeah. Far From Home, which is releasing next year, they actually designed yeah. a good suit, which you can see, um, like set photos for to all of our listeners. I'd encourage you now to Google up what the suit looks like. The suit is actually a really well-made suit, and um, and probably the one of the best live-action Spider-Man suits that we've ever seen. On when it comes to film, it's going to be terrible because the CGI is terrible. CGI is terrible in like the Iron Man armors post, probably uh, Iron Man Three. I'd say
0: the. Tony without his helmet on in Civil War.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, it, was yeah, it, was hor- it was horrible. Bizarre. I think I know why. Uh, with the Iron Man armor specifically, they've got this weird sheen to them now, which it didn't used to. As in, in terms of design-wise, mm-hmm. as in, you know, how the Civil War suit has that kind of weird shininess about it. That that is yeah. what the old ones didn't have. The old ones used to be kind of matte, and uh, but, but we're kind mm-hmm. of digressing from the whole Suicide Squad thing. But yeah. it's just it's just a we terrible really film. Um. Batman's really good in it. Ben Affleck is really good in it. As, he really saves but the film, not, but he's only in it for total he's, he's, he's a total five a cameo. Yeah. Exactly. In, in total, he's in it for five it minutes. It doesn't count. But that, that is the best representation of Batman we've ever seen. Do you not agree?
0: I don't know about that. I mean, the Dark Knight I mean, trilogy is kind of just conspicuously sitting there. and I like—I—I I, I, I do like Batfleck, but...
1: Yeah. No, no. Okay, but may, maybe that's something we should discuss on, on another yeah. episode, actually. But I
0: think we have... Probably reached our time. I think we have. Um, so thank you to everyone for listening. Mm. Um gonna do a desperate plug here. Please do like, follow, subscribe, whatever. God, so cringe.
1: Actually, and this is our last episode for twenty eighteen.
0: That's um, true. Yeah, we kind of forgot to mention that. the the, the reason we did Iron Man and Iron Man Three thing was because it's it's like Christmas and Iron Man Three is a Christmas movie.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's or a, at shame least that, a movie you know, set at re- Christmas. Recording. Five days, five days later after Christmas. So but never mind. Yeah, never mind. You know, all of December's Christmas. I'm sure we all agree. Exactly. All of December's is Christmas. It's Twelve days of Christmas. Actually, what, so much, you know. Actually, to be fair, Iron Man Three was also released in May. It was released yeah, that, that was May.
0: that was strange.
1: I, I think uh, apparently that's part of like the kind of Shane Black typically always sets his films in Christmas.
0: God, that's so true. Huh.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Josh, you should have come in with that interesting fact, but it's fine. Actually, am I going to be here for the next episode? Should Should we Should we give an explanation as to why I might not be here for some of the next episodes being recorded? So I'm going to be off in India, um, for a month. So so I'm so I'm going to leave the podcast under the the leadership of Josh and Rob. I mean, they're probably going to make a Game of Thrones episode. We probably
0: will. Yeah. Um, we are seriously digressing. So. Like seriously yeah, we, are. Yeah, we seriously well, are. Happy New yes, Year to sir. everyone.
1: And thank thank you to all our listeners. Um
0: Congratulations for making it this far yeah. through the podcast.
1: Uh p- please tweet in, actually, please tweet in with any questions. <laughs> actually, are we doing that?
0: I mean, it's worth a shot, probably not gonna happen, but Okay. Um so- If you have any questions that you would like us to answer on this podcast, please tweet them to us at SOT Podcasts.
1: And also do hashtag stay on track.
0: Cool. So we will see everyone next week.